You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, welcome into the Garden Report, post-game edition. The Celtics have finally gotten a win in the Eastern Conference Finals. They did it. They're on the board. Um, down in the series 2-1, to one, and they did it 117-106 in a game they pretty much led wire to wire. Uh, this Garden Report is presented by Car Shield. Uh, and guys, this, uh, this was what they needed after the Game 2 meltdown, both on the court and off the court was about as bad as it gets. This could have gone in a couple different directions, and uh, and thankfully they responded, and they, they did almost right out of the gate, right? Uh, Jimmy, why don't we start with you? Yeah, I mean, it took a, a post-game blowout, you know, 17 meetings, 14 phone calls, but the team the team is together as one, and, and this was the product, right? I mean, this is what you see um, when Celtics play their style of basketball, which is what we don't seem to see for 48 minutes. Uh, especially in games one and two. But when they play as a team, and we saw it right off the start, um, you know, they were moving the ball around, whipping it around. Marcus Smart was getting involved early. Jalen Brown was getting involved early. Even some give-and-go type plays. Um, I loved what I saw from them. And, again, they got out to the big lead. And this time, we didn't have that epic third quarter inevitable blowout that we usually have. Yeah, there was 45 solid minutes, but it was <laughs> yeah. three minutes three minutes of a little bit of a uh, – Yeah, of, we don't uh, talk about this final three. Yeah, well, yeah. we're going to skip it. It's, this is a short segment. We spent time on the post game talking about it. We're just going to talk about the win. Joe Sway? Yeah, big improvement in the third quarter. That's exactly the point where I was going to get to. Uh, we knew that the uh, whatever happened at the end of game two, we knew that that was going to carry over in a good way in that first quarter because that wasn't the problem in the first two games, right? So this offense looks good. It looked fluid in that first quarter in game two. It was just, can you sustain that into the third quarter? After halftime, are you going to look like the same Celtics team that we've been seeing the last week or so where we just don't see the same sort of offense, the same sort of flow, but they they were able to do that in the third quarter and then some. Not only were they able to recover from a heat run, but they did it twice. So with that sort of energy and that kind of focus, because of that, heading into the fourth quarter, they were able to close things out. It was a little dicey at some point to that fourth quarter, but as they say, it wins a win, right, guys? Yeah, and they – they almost fell on themselves in the second, the third, and the fourth toward the end of it. And then they picked themselves up each time. The fourth came the closest to being the most scary, of course, because they get within five with 
frankly, around three minutes left to go, two, three minutes, and that's more than enough time to overcome five. But the Celtics get it back to 11. In that second quarter, Tyler Hero's killing them, and then they go on a big burst with the best five lineup to close the half. And then in the third quarter, all those turnovers are flying, and they rally together and have a great close to that quarter with the Jason Tatum steal, run out, 5 nothing run. So every time you felt like it was slipping, they got back up and responded, and everybody was involved. I think that's what you feel best about out of this one is that smart has a good game Kemba Brown Tatum it was all a collective effort yeah and we're going to get into some of the individual performances as well but it really was interesting just how they responded um you know because you didn't know how it was going to go as as the stories after that game two uh meltdown trickled out uh it really was i mean they said the right things publicly but it really sounded like it was pretty bad you know <laughs> with smart going after it was Coach. bad it was very very bad as Stephen a would say <laughs> very very bad and you're talking about um you know that brad had to have an emergency meeting that night and then they had to tie it together in a phone call the next day and they were still yeah. mad at each other and you didn't know how it was gonna uh happen uh here's jalen brown talking a little bit about just how the team responded. And Jalen, again, was very much at the center of this because it was he and Marcus, as it turns out, who were who were really at each other, all had to be separated, and were still kind of beefing to the point that they had to bring him together on a phone call and like and get him ready for this game. So here's what Jalen had to say about it. Um, just about honing in, focusing. Um, there's some great guys in that locker room. Um, a lot of emotion, a lot of passion, um, but... We, we're family and we're here for each other at the end of the day. So um, we exemplified that when we came out together. We stayed together during some tough moments. They made a big run. I think at the end of the second quarter, Tyler Harrow uh, made some big plays, but you know we didn't hang our head. We kept our wheel high and, and we persevered to win this game. To be honest, I didn't get much sleep the last 48 hours. I mean, I was so you know antsy to get back and play basketball. I don't think the last two games exemplify you know what this team is about um, so I couldn't wait to come out and be the best version of myself and and, and try to try to add to a win and I'm glad to be a part of this team and this organization and I'm proud of how we responded uh that it was probably blown out of proportion um like we are in a bubble it's a lot of grown men it's a lot of passion and emotion going on but at the end of the day you know we're a family uh, we represent this organization we represent each other and, you know, we won't ever let anything come in between that. We got a tremendous opportunity and and we understand that and, and nothing's going to stop us from trying to maximize that. So there you go. Jalen Brown said it was blown out of proportion. Doesn't really sound like it was. We're going to no. get into Jalen's performance. <laughs> really? And again, but, and you, I, Bobby dismissed exactly that so quickly. Exactly what you like, say nah, when it nah. isn't. Now, were, were items flying? Who yeah. knows? But right. that was like the peak. We take him at his word that at least for sure it clearly uh, that they came out unified real quick. I just want to tell you about our sponsor again before we get into this, because that is super important. It pays the bills. Uh, Car Shield it Car Shield. is. Yes, Car Shield, America's number one auto protection Great. company. Great um, call 800 car 6000. Mention the code beat or visit carshield.com. Use the code beat. Save 10%. That's carshield.com. Now, back to this, guys. Again, you need a car shield in the locker room when yes. Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown start Or like Captain out. America's shield. Right. Yeah. Steven right. needed that everything time, flying over his head. <laughs> yeah. But right, Stevens was, oh, wow. <laughs> Stevens is in the corner. He's just in the corner. Like, I didn't sign up guys. for this. 
Uh, <laughs> this never happened at Butler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they bounced back, and Jalen was a huge reason why, obviously, uh, in this game. And again, we talked about it on the post game show after game two. Get, get him involved. It was one of the reasons why he seemed, he, the, again, one of the reports came out. He was. Uh, griping a little bit about his touches uh, and he wasn't getting them. And we were, we were baffled by it after that, uh, you know, in the game two post game and right away he was attacking. It was just a, it was, it was a different guy that we've seen so far in this series. So he's a huge reason why they, they got out to their lead and they, and they maintained it the whole game. Huge reason. I mean, we talked right off the bat about bubble Jalen. I mean, this guy came out gangbusters right out of this, um, you know, coming out of the pandemic, you know, if you're the NBA coming into that bubble, you know, he turned into like player one a, right. I mean, we, we always talked about Tatum and Kemba uh, being, you know, the guy, but then all of a sudden Jalen Brown sort of came out of nowhere and was taking on that leadership role. So it was kind of baffling to see game one. He was completely invisible along with smart, to be honest, um, down the stretch in game one and then game two similar. So I can see, why he would be a little bit frustrated and, and question, you know, what's going on down the stretch here. He's important to this team. And you see with him tonight, over 20 points, you see the difference. And I think the stat was, Bob, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Was it 15 and one when he scores 25 or more points? Yeah. 16 and one. And there you go. Which is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and we know that he can create his own offense. We know what Jalen can do, but it was just seeing these guys. What What are you going to do down the stretch? I think that's the biggest concern. I mean, obviously this reports uh, what, what Marcus Smart had to say, or at least what people were saying about him. Uh, one part of that report that really surprised me was the fact that he was getting into it with assistant coaches. So then you can kind of get somewhat of a better feel of the story. Maybe he felt a bit targeted. Maybe he felt like, oh, is this the elephant in the room? Is everyone upset that I took those that elevized three at the end of that game? game or is this like a pattern thing i think that's sort of what we're wrestling with here is this has this happened in the past maybe maybe not maybe this is just the first time we're learning about this because it was such an explosion in the locker room that of course you know uh, reporters were there to catch wind of it either way i don't see it as a problem moving forward and i'm not just saying that because of what happened in game three i just think again it's more about not necessarily the end result of a win or loss in the game i think it's more as how are you going to handle that situation if the game is tied or someone takes a three-pointer that not everyone agrees with is that going to affect the team in a space where they can't move on from that or is that player going to check out i think those are more of the conversations that brad stevens and those guys had uh, over the phone or however many times they all got together the three or four times before heading into game telegram yeah, yeah. again, it's so they're always going to play up the chemistry, but to some degree, this was a side effect of Gordon Hayward coming back, and we're going to get to him. But he 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 brought everybody to a new level with some of the lineups that they could put out there, and I thought Brown in particular was in a much better position to succeed. Starting with defense, I felt like he had five steals, he only had three, but he they had him involved in the pick and roll action where he could blow up ball handlers. He could blow up the bigs inside. He was even playing that center position when they went with the five best lineup. And he turned down the points with the steals, with the deflections. You don't want him just standing on the side face guarding Duncan Robinson and face guarding Jay Crowder. You want him involved in the central plays where the ball is. And that's what got him going the night, I felt like, for a large degree. Yeah, and there's no question you have to mention the the effort from Gordon Hayward. The stats aren't gaudy, but certainly his presence, and we'll get deeper into this in another uh, another segment, but uh, Hayward's presence was made a huge difference just in terms of handling 
the ball, playmaking ability, just slowing things down, you know, and if you didn't have those stretches, it's, I think it's no coincidence that they didn't have those uh, stretches uh, in this game where things kind of got away from them. And Hayward played, you know, uh, significant minutes for a guy coming back and he was gassed afterwards, but he was a huge part of this as well. So, um, you know, and Tatum, Jimmy, you liked, you liked him, Bobby less so, but I mean, I thought he played it all around game again. We've got some closing situations here um, that maybe that's uh, where it got tricky again. Got a little yeah, tricky. Yeah, no, but- I mean, listen, I mean, did he play a complete 48 minute game? No, but I think he was the reason you built the lead. I think he was the biggest reason you built the lead that you had in that, you know, going into that fourth quarter and in that fourth quarter. Um, he, he was, listen, he's he's a young player still. He is he, is he the closer that we all think he can be yet? No, he's not that player yet. So I think we, we criticize him when he when he screws up, and we we will again. But I also think that you know he had a near triple double going into the fourth quarter. So you can't tell me that you didn't give this team exactly what they needed throughout. Yeah, uh, I mean, again, I thought a solid effort. Yeah, sure, you can question a couple of shots sure. late, but I mean, again, I do too. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's, it's a great game, and he played terrific for 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 the majority of it. Right. And you didn't need the closing buckets. We could have lived with some better decisions from the team late. Uh, but that was, as uh, Bobby put it in the post-game show, almost every single person had a hand in doing something. Tice with the fouls. Hayward had turnover. That allowed Marcus, smart Grounded the elbow. <laughs> right. Yeah. Try as they might. Try as they might, they still win this game. And Marcus Smart, he, he had John ready to explode. But he, he hit eight straight free throws and sealed the game. So it yeah. worked. It wasn't the way they probably should have done it, but it worked. Right. And again, it's one of those things where it's probably best for Brad to just not mention some of that stuff, you know, like, yeah. hey, guys, we did it, you know, like, <laughs> move on, you know, like, don't watch the film. I heard Brad before game two saying we shouldn't have watched film. So that's where we're at now. We don't need the compliment sandwich here where he stuffs in the like, but late in the game, just I'd say just let this one go. You know, what? So, yeah, just never mind. Yeah. All right. So once again, uh, this uh, segment, four days at the pool. Yeah. This segment's brought to you by Car Shield. We're going to have much more coverage on the Celtics on on game three and throughout the series so keep it here subscribe to our YouTube channel and this was the first game back from Gordon Hayward since injuring his ankle uh early in the playoffs August 17th he came back uh and 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 was terrific we're going to talk about it this segment's brought to you by Car Shield um and uh guys uh well, it feels, it feels great to be here, John. It does. Yeah, yeah. Hayward was <laughs> speaking guy, man. He's this guy's milking like so, one person told him he looks similar to Gordon Hayward, I guess, and he just like can't get over. It. Oh man! Again, he wanted, he wanted to be a trend. That's what it is. He wanted yeah. to be like trying. It was somebody, you. some Canadian. Told yeah, him. exactly. Bobby, why don't you lead us off, man? Your thoughts? Yeah, get into man. Hayward. Hayward was terrific. If soup, I mean, just what you needed. He certainly lacked explosion, but you know that's not what they needed from him. They needed exactly what they got, which was a guy to handle the ball, make plays, be competent. You know, uh, coming off the bench there, and I thought he was. I thought he was outstanding. There were three moments in the game that just felt like pure energy, which hadn't been around the team in the first two. You had Grant's minutes off the bench. 
He had the best five lineup. But the first one was when Hayward came off the bench. They had already gotten off to that strong start. They bring him in in rotation. He makes the beautiful, like, picturesque, low-hanging pass to Tice at the rim on the pick and roll. Then he does another great one. I think it was behind the back to Kemba Walker that he missed on a three, but got him a wide-open shot. So the energy was there early. It flowed throughout that first half. Thought he was excellent defensively. They put him on a weaker assignment, but he was getting physical. Uh, rebounding, he's going to give you that. And then it faded into the second half. Honestly, though, it's what you expect for a guy who yeah, probably had about three sure. practices. Yeah. Yeah, lost a little bit of juice, but yeah, it was uh, it was great, Jimmy. Yeah, the thing I like about having Hayward on there is he gives you like a bit of a tempo, like a calming presence. Where what we saw in game one and two, what I thought at points was guys were either hoisting shots or they were just erratic, like they were just like head down, just bulldozing to the rim, and either you know getting caught in the air or putting up a, a you know contested shot that just went absolutely nowhere. So having Hayward out there not only sort of gives you a little bit of a presence, he gives you another ball handler. He's a guy that can eat and sort of pick his way through it if he needs to. And he opens up the court. You know, you can just park him. Listen, if, if he doesn't have the explosiveness that you need, you just park him in the corner and, you know, make a guy commit to him over there because he can still hit that shot. Yeah, that's what makes him so valuable. You know, his pace, of course, it makes a big difference when he's out there. Defensively, he helps because I think that's when the Celtics really need him most, especially when he has to help out that second unit. But, yeah, to Jimmy's point, I mean, the pace is just you can see it, it's evident, you know, and whether he's on a, a, a flat tire or whatever you want to call it, you know, you're not looking for Gordon Hayward to go out there and get you buckets right now. You want to control the pace. You want to be uh, a threat out there defensively, especially in switches, backdoor cuts. I thought he looked great, especially off the ball. And that's the one thing that I thought in game two, you know, on the offensive end that drove me crazy about the Celtics. It was their spacing, awful spacing. And you saw the difference uh, with when Gordon Hayward's out there. I think it just helps tremendously, especially yeah. for someone like Kemba Walker. Huge difference. And you mentioned the flat tire. I know I was making a big deal about this when we were texting, but there was a couple moments for sure where he planted and, and it just – everything was dead there um, or in the first half on the foul and another time late in the second quarter. So you can mm -hmm. see some ill effects. He's got a spare um, tire on there, John, you know, but it's yeah. fine. It's fine. I mean, he played through it. He wasn't, he didn't come up gimpy at any point in it's time. He's just, he's just working his way through it. Um, the other, the other doozy here uh, was right in the middle of the game. Uh, Rachel Nichols drops this, you know, right as what? he came in Nichols bomb. She drops a Woj bomb. Essentially she drops a, <laughs> a Robin bomb. Uh, <laughs> whatever it was she just she informs the world that gordon, this mystery that nobody knew about is gordon hayward gonna stay is he gonna go joe sway was talking about that yeah and and, we, and nobody really knew joe you know you're hearing conflicting things is he staying and it turns out he's not going back for the birth he of his going child. he's staying in the bubble that was broken in game here's gordon hayward talking about his decision yeah, I mean, I think that 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 obviously wasn't in the plan. Um, getting injured and going have, going back to Indianapolis for for treatment. Um, I trust those guys with everything back there, and so um, you know, obviously, I think a little bit lucky that that uh, Robin was there already in Indy, so I got a chance to be at home and get great treatment. Um, but you know, that that wasn't in the plan, and I mean, Robin could be you know having a baby at any point in time. And so, um, you know, I think it's probably something that I'll, I'll be here. And, uh, you know, by the time I get back, I might miss the birth. 
know, if, if she just goes in and rushes into the hospital. So, um, you know, we, we discussed it, we prayed about it, and I think it's probably best if I stay here and, um, you know, help our team. That's it, Robin. You're on your own. <laughs> Come on. You know it didn't go down like that. You know he had to Zoom, for that. That wasn't a dumb bit of conversation. Baby, please. Zoom, I want to win a championship, Robin. Please. Can I stay? Please. It's about the Zoom babies and the video games. Oh, yeah. man. Maybe he had one of the uh, the girls draw like a please letter or something. Something. Yeah. Like, hold on all the thoughts for this one. But he finally got permission. So that's all that matters. No, it's well, good. Was- and, and we'll get into Gordon. I want to tell you guys briefly again, the segment's brought to you by CarShield, uh, which is America's number one auto protection company. Call 800-CAR-6000. Mention the code BEAT or visit carshield.com. Use the code BEAT to save 10%. Once again, that's carshield.com. Now back to Gordon, guys. Uh, again, this uh, was Car Shield. This was a, oh, this was a big thing. We we really didn't know uh, what the story was going to be with the with the staying, and uh, we debated. You know, like you knew. I mean, again, talk radio, and you know, you know, is he's going to go? How is he going to abandon the team? He was in a position where, fair or not, he was going to catch a lot of flack um, if he left. And if he didn't have the injury and he left perfectly healthy now, you know, let's just say that would have been a problem for him, you know, um, vis-a-vis the fans. So, you know, again, whether or not he would have still gone if he didn't get injured, who knows. But credit to him and this situation where not only is he staying, but he came back at a time where I wonder whether he was fully healthy and ready to contribute. The team needed him. It was a very now or never situation. And he's here for the long haul. So, I mean, all of the built up criticism that people were ready to unleash on him. I think they got to swallow it and say, hey, you know, good on Gordon. He's uh, he's 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 doing the team thing. Yeah, of course. And it would have been stupid, the amount of stupidity that we would have heard over the next week in the Wednesday. Because I can just imagine a scenario where he would have been great tonight, then left on Wednesday, and it would have been a hellstorm. Uh, so I'm so glad we don't have to talk about this anymore. It's my least favorite conversation. And you know what? His choice is his choice. I was always going to ride with whatever he did. And as we saw, the Celtics are going to have to handle business without him one way or another. They did well in Toronto. They didn't do so well early in this series. And you see again tonight, I, I think the other path that I didn't mention is you don't see as much Wanamaker tonight. You don't see any semi tonight. Just spacing out those minutes for a tired yeah, team was yeah. pivotal. Yeah, well, Bobby, you Bobby, you would have given him a pass. I would have killed him, but that's fine. Uh, yeah, but also, guys, let's let's be honest here. It's in his best interest also to keep playing, right? Whether the Celtics continue on or not, Gordon's an impending free agent. Let's face it. And what he did during the regular season that feels like two years ago. He can maximize his dollars. I think the upcoming offseason is low key going to be a big one. I think you're going to see a lot of moves that a lot of teams trying to get better. They're feeling like they're one piece away. Gordon could slip up, you know, slip into one of these teams' laps, whether it's, you know, in the Eastern Conference or the Western Conference. I mean, he's got to go out there and showcase himself a bit, even if he's at 50%, 60%, whatever the case may be. He's had one heck of a season, and this whole his injury has completely overshadowed that. I don't know. I wonder, Josue, because honestly, like, I don't know what you're proving to people coming back at 75%. It's almost better <laughs> to remember the memory of the good version of you. But, um, you know, hey, it's hard to say. If, if the Celtics care, if the Celtics go on and win this series, what's the narrative going to be? Oh, you guys needed Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward saved it. It looks really good on his part. Yep. Yeah, and I think he's obviously was put in such a tough position because he never in a million years thought that having a kid in 
September would get in the way of Eastern Conference mm-hmm. Finals, right? I mean, crazy. Right. So right, that fact, was good planning. Exactly. So like, perfect it's planning. It's for the preseason, even. It's perfect. It's not his fault. Yeah. We're exactly. eleven months in. So he, you know, he got put in a tough position. But, and, but the interesting thing that he said in the video, and I don't know if I'm interpreting it wrong, but he said it was never in the plan to to go home. So maybe this entire time it was understood that he wasn't going to go home for that. I think, uh, I think he wanted to stay. Yeah, I think John about to say what I'm going to say. Yeah, he was going to stay, what? and then they were expecting, and then he would come back. It wouldn't oh, be a okay. back and forth type of thing. So, right, and okay. he thought, like, I got time with the family here at this point. Like, you he know, got a long right. time, a couple of weeks, right. yeah. But what he also uh, said too is like she could go, yeah yeah right because now it's you the mentioned point the timing going into labor. It's amazing, what? Jimmy. It feels like every Super Bowl there's some idiot who's like, oh, if my <laughs> wife gives birth, it's like just. I mean, it's yeah, the, it's dude. literally this one week out of the year. You know, it would be really bad if you if you <laughs> <laughs> just wrap it up for that one week, yeah. man. Just <laughs> figure it out. Yeah. You know, oh, she's experienced but, Super Bowl week. If she has it, I'm going. It's like, it's a, come on. Yeah, there's, a, there's a way. <laughs> but to have Gordon in the bubble, you know, and riding this thing out is huge for the Celtics. It's, I even had my kids in the offseason, Jimmy. I don't play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'm sure. Yeah, you're you're a veteran. So, you know, you know better. Some of these young guys, they don't get it. You know, but John's but Gordon, inside the mind. <laughs> I, I, I try to plan my children for all star breaks. OK, I, I'm that I'm. <laughs> I'm certain. Yeah, yeah. yeah John's got some high numbers, those percentages. <laughs> he plays well, it out. Yeah. Oh, it's such Bobby a big return, though. Yeah, don't, don't even go there. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a big return. Like, this guy can be your best player certain nights once he gets back into the flow of things. Like, this was a monumental return for the series. Like, full strength right, Gordon Bobby. Hayward. Showcase, showcase is what yeah. it's about. Yeah, like he would be the third best player on the Heat coming back into that situation. And he's the fourth on the Celtic, which all along we said is such a massive advantage yeah. for this team over everyone else. The, the talent edge when Hayward is there is the fourth or the fifth. extreme. Because you're talking about like, who who's your fourth best player? I don't know, Jay Crowder, you know, like yeah. it's like. You know, <laughs> and we saw that tonight. Jay Crowder. <laughs> and you saw, yeah, and you saw that on Saturday for sure. Um, so Hayward back, uh, certainly game changing, possibly series changing. Um, we'll see how he responds uh, going forward because again, he he said as well in the post game he was gassed. You know, his first stint was four minutes, and he looked like he was tired after that. He played thirty plus, um, so he is going to be feeling it. We'll see how effective he is. That thing could stiffen up, but again, you've got a couple of days. Um, to kind of pull it together. So, you know, hopefully he responds well. Um, but that's going to wrap it up for this segment. Once again, it's presented by CarShield, uh, 800-CAR-6000. Mention the code BEAT or go to carshield.com. Save 10%. For Josue Pavone, Bobby Manning, Jimmy Toscano, this has been the Garden Report. Thank you. Thank you.